The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Time now for another Future Socks podcast. I'm your host, Clinton Cole. Joining me on Skype down in North Carolina, it is Socks outfield prospect Steel Walker. Steel, we, we did one. I think this winter, but uh, thanks again for joining me, man. Really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, man. So how was your, uh, before we get into uh, things, how was your 4th of July? It was good. Uh, Great crowd. It showed up at the game last night. uh, Brought a wonderful atmosphere. Obviously, wish we could have gotten a win, um, but that's how baseball goes. We got another one tonight. uh, But the festivities were awesome. The environment was great. It was my first pro ball uh, 4th of July game, so it was something that I'll always remember. I think the Dash posted on Twitter as their third largest crowd or something or biggest crowd or whatever. It was over 8,000 people. Yeah, yeah, it was it was wild. Like, people were like, oh, I spilled the, the concourse area and, like, the the berm, the grass berm area. It was crazy. It was like a fun way. That's awesome. That must be a, that must be a lot of fun uh, playing in front of all those fans. So, um, yes, yeah, so let's get into it. I mean, you, you know, last season I saw you play quite a few times in uh, – in Kannapolis, and then this year now you're you're up at Winston Salem. So before, you know, before we get into you know any specifics or stuff, you know what's what's been the biggest the biggest difference for you uh, moving from Kannapolis to Winston Salem? Yeah, um, I would say I mean 100% the mental side of the game, uh, learning learning as a professional who you know plays every day, um, you have to learn to be able to uh, perfect your mental side for me much more than I, I need to learn how to perfect my, uh, you know, physical skill set side, you know? And, uh, that was something that, uh, I really got introduced to in and, in, uh, Winston, you know, I, I played well in Kannapolis, you know, having fun, love the guys, great environment. Um, then you, you know, you go to a different place and, uh, it's easy to get locked up and, uh, you know, you're just not used to everything. You're different teammates. Everything's different, you know, and and you're not having the success you want. It's easy to get real mental, to, to start questioning things, want to change things. But uh, a lot of times that's not the way to go about it. And so it's just, man, a, a huge uh, uh, you know, thing that I've learned coming from Winston now. I've been here for a little while now. It's just uh, the mental side of the game as a professional baseball player is, is – so much more than I ever thought it was. So when you, you know, when you do go through struggles or adjusting to that on that mental side, what what do you do? Do you do you mm-hmm. just take take time to yourself, or how do you how do you mm-hmm. how have you adjusted to that? I guess. 
Right. Well, for me, uh, the grace of God is of utmost importance um, because it puts everything in perspective, and you don't you don't look for joy in the game. You're you're gaining it from the real source of joy. That's a big one for me. But more practically speaking, <clears throat> you can't get wrapped up in it. You know, it's like so you went over five and you feel terrible at the place. Put it that way, and you know you have a game at seven o'clock today when you wake up, you know, it's the guys who are able to push all those negative thoughts aside, get back to enjoying the game, stand on the confidence they have in themselves and go out and play with, with their mind, not hindering their ability. It's, it's guys who are able to do that every day, even said and done, man. But it's guys who are able to do that. They're able to be consistent and, uh, you know, play for a long time. But this is something that has to be uh, learned. It has to be uh, repeated over and over again before you, uh, in my opinion, become good at it, you know, because it's not a natural thing to do. Naturally, we want to worry. We want to be anxious. We want to try to analyze, you know, but that's not the way I play best. And that's, for me, that's not the way I uh, am able to be consistent every day. In the batter's box, you know, it's been just taking a look at some of these numbers and following you guys as much as possible. You know, you're in Kannapolis until, what, the end of end of April, I guess, and then, you know, I guess that last day mm-hmm. of, of April, and then since then you've been in Winston Salem, so two two plus months we'll call it uh, mm-hmm. in High A. We, you mentioned the the biggest thing is the mental aspect of it, but what about the competition you're facing? Obviously, as you move up, competition gets better, you know all that stuff. But is there anything? What do you think? Is it is it pitchers with more pitches that they're able to command, or what is it in the batter's box? Uh, man, honestly. Uh, it's just a, a tiny bit, uh, there's an age difference, you know, when you go from low to high. Um, but, uh, honestly, I mean, the ability is the same. You're still going to get dudes with film mid nineties. You're going to get dudes with power sliders. Um, you know, I would say you have a little more of them in high A. Um, but you know, they're a little older too. So they're going to be, they're going to have a little more experience, you know, um, you, you're going to probably see a little more off speed, but man, for the most part, I mean, I can't stress it enough to you. Baseball is baseball. You know, and a, 90, a 94, 96 mile hour fastball is the same at all levels, whether you're in the all-star game. You know, still very difficult to hit. And uh, that's what I think some people don't understand. It's like, yeah, you're an A-ball, but I mean, this dude's throwing 97 with the 86 mile hour slider. That's very difficult, you know, to hit. I don't care who you are, you know. And that's just a game of baseball. That's professional baseball. Um, every level is going to be hard. Um, but, you know, I believe the cream rises to the top. That being said, you know, you your approach to play is is still the same, right? It's the same, man. And that's that's a trick. That's a trick I had to also learn as well. It's not a trick, but it's just like that's something that I think is a, a good lesson I had to learn. You don't necessarily have to change your approach. You really don't. Um you know, I remember uh, Aaron Rowan, he told me when I first got to Winston, he was like, don't change anything. It's the same dudes, just just don't change anything. And, you know, I listened to him for the first few games and didn't have a ton of success, so I started, you know, trying to do too much and blah, blah, blah. But it's just all the process, man. It's just learning, maturing as a player. But he was right when he said that. So how do you think it's going in the outfield for you? I know there's, you know, a lot of people, you know, take a look with, with Eloy coming up this year um, and then seeing what, Robert's doing it in double-A Birmingham. You know, so these guys are 
Destin, I mean, obviously Aloy's already in left field, and then Robert obviously Destin for the outfield in the south side. So in terms of not, not comparing yourself to anybody else, but comparing yourself to yourself, uh, where you were last year uh, defensively, arm strength, all of that good stuff, how do you think you're progressing? Oh, I mean, being able to play, you know, in the outfield every day, I mean, how can you not get better? You know, with I mean, with the, the role as an outfield coach, you know, I just feel like I've learned so much just when it comes to getting jumps and it comes to the, the how to the, the, the flight of the ball because it's such a long throw, how to get the backspin on it. Um, it's just it's little things where you just become better and better at and you, know, you just don't take it for granted. Um, but obviously, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great outfitters in this organization, but it just makes you better when you, when you go to spring training and, and uh, you know, when they get us together in the offseason, it, it just makes you better, man. So you welcome the competition. So where obviously you'll, you know, you'll progress it and you'll play wherever you play in the outfield, wherever you can get your shot, you know, as you move up. But what outfield position are you the most comfortable in? Oh, man. I mean, honestly, I, I like don't analyze that. I don't analyze as much. So for me, I mean, I've actually played all the outfield positions and, you know, they're, they're not much different. Uh, they're really not. Uh, center field is nice because you have authority. So you're able to call anyone off and you don't have to really worry about like, oh, is, am I going to get called off here? You know, um, <clears throat> but, you know, as far as the, the outfit position goes, I mean, at the end of the day, your job is to catch the ball. Uh, yeah, in left, you're going to get some different spin. In right, you're going to get some different spin. You know, sometimes in center, it's hard to tell on a line drive if it's going to be over your head or he didn't hit it well. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you trust your instincts, you know, go catch the ball, trust your athleticism. That's, that's always, uh, served me well. So it's, uh, what is July 5th now you've got what is it, like a little over, well, a little less, I guess you should say less than two months left of the, uh, minor league season, you know, without mm-hmm. the playoffs and everything like that. So these last two months, um, you know, obviously, you know, the, the cliche, you want to get better every day and, you know, all that good stuff and help your team win. But for you individually, I guess, over these next two months, what are you really focusing on, working on, and mm-hmm. what, are, what are kind of your goals, I guess, these last two months? Yeah, man, I, want, I mean, I, my goals are, are never going to be result-oriented, man, because when they're result-oriented, you, you put yourself in a situation where it's like, I'm either going to be disappointed or I'm going to be happy, you know, and, and what does that leave you? It leaves you on a roller coaster. <laughs> And that's something you want to stay off on as a baseball player. So uh, for me, man, uh, my goals are just to keep my men- mentality, you know, without getting into it, to keep my mentality stable, you know, just to keep it uh, consistent, um, unwavering uh, these last two months. Obviously, you want to finish strong, but uh, everyone does, you know. So uh, for me, it's my, it's my mentality. It's, it's my mindset into each at bat. Uh, just keep it consistent and really hone in on what uh, what gets me ready to play every day. You know, hone in on on w- what I feel best. You know, even when I don't feel good, what can even get me you know to a spot where I can I can give the, the best that I have that day. You know, it, it's it's all it's more mental for me instead of a physical adjustment all that kind of stuff. Uh, a couple mm-hmm. more things, and I'll let you go. Um, some of these other players on your team, some of these pitchers that are. You know, throwing for you guys, I mean, I got to know Cade pretty well last year. Um, and he's, you know, he's back from his injury and he's <laughs> pitching pretty darn, pretty darn well. 
Um, you know, mm-hmm. some of these other guys, you know, Will in the relief spots, relief spots. Mm-hmm. Um, two guys though I have not seen in person, uh, Connor and Jonathan. Um, these two guys uh, joined the organization, you know, last year. Uh, so I guess some of the fans out there that that have not seen those two guys yet, uh, what do those guys really bring to the table for you? Oh my goodness! I mean, Stever he pitched last night, and then his stuff can be literally, literally overpowering. I mean, his fastball is mid-90s, and his curveball is just like a straight hammer, you know? So he he has the ability to just make you look bad, you know, um, that kind of talent, you know? And Pilk, every time Pilk gets on the mound, his tempo, is his, his rhythm, the way he locates, the way he just manipulates hitters, it's just I always love it when he pitches, man, because it's just you know it's going to be boom, 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 boom. He's going to attack guys. He's going to get his outs. He's going to make his pitches. Those two arms in our rotation are just are phenomenal, and I love it when they're on the mound. You throw Cade in there, and that's a, a pretty darn good uh, rotation. Obviously, those other guys, you know. Um, then another name, of course, that the uh, fans of the uh, people that follow the Sox organization that are happy as back is, is Tyler Johnson. Man, that kid can uh, that kid can throw the baseball. Oh, he can, man. He can he can rev it up, man. He can. Rev it. It's good to see him healthy. He's also uh, also a very very good dude as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Glad to have him on the team. So, yeah. you know, last thing, you know, last thing before I let you go, um, some of the fans that, you know, I guess have been following, following you here and there, maybe not, not as much. Maybe they're just starting to, kind of get their uh, eyes and ears on uh, Steel Walker. What, what's something that you know some Sox fans need to know about Steel Walker as a person as, and as a ball player as you progress? Man, um, I feel like. Uh... I feel like I'm too unique to just uh, tell them, you know, in a sentence, you know, who I am or what they can expect, you know. Uh, but uh, I guess I'll just leave it at that, you know. I guess I guess we'll see soon, you know. That I'm gonna keep on this journey and uh, see where God takes me, and uh, you know, in the next uh, decade, we'll see we'll see where that goes. Hopefully, they can get to know me even more. All right, man. Well, I appreciate your time. Best of luck. I'm actually. Uh headed down to the Carolina, to North Carolina at the end of this month. So unless you're, uh, unless you move it up to Birmingham, I'll, uh, I'll see you then. All right. Okay, man. That sounds good, brother. Appreciate your time, dude. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That was Steel Walker, uh, White Sox outfield prospect down in Winston-Salem now. Um, he is, you know, one of the, one of the handful of, of interesting outfield prospects the Sox have. Hopefully uh, see Steel Rise to the ranks sooner rather than later, and uh, best of luck to him. Once again, thanks to uh, Steel for his time today. That's been another Future Socks podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff, at Future Socks.